Hello, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. <laughs> and we are back for another installment of Rick Moranis, February. Uh, recently, I was on Cast Off. Craig has decided to try to name our months for us. We are not letting him, the host of Fat. <laughs> Of, it doesn't. Don't off. repeat it because it doesn't yeah, sound it was, good. It doesn't no, sound it doesn't. appropriate at all. <laughs> Jack Black January was bad enough, and what he's come up with for February is even worse. So we're just calling it Rick Moranis February. Um, sorry, and sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're, we're talking about Rick Moranis this month. But before we dive into our movie, how's everybody doing today? Doing good. I was actually going to like, I combed my hair this morning um, mm -hmm. and I was going to like, I was going to put some makeup on. You have to comb your beard, don't you? Do you have like a little beard brush? I do. I have a little, um, yeah, a little brush. But my dog's been sick. And so my whole plan of actually looking cute on the podcast today went downhill. But I, I brushed my great. teeth and I combed my hair. But I'm missing That's like, I just, I opened my drawer. I've been cleaning things out because I'm making room um, for Dave to move in. And so I've been getting rid of a lot of stuff. And I just, I opened up my makeup drawer and all my lipsticks are just sitting there just like lonely because like I have to wear a mask all the time. And I love wearing like red lipstick and I go on Pinterest yeah. and I'm just looking at all these pretty red lips all the time that, and I've tried to do it before. And then I just take my mask off and it looks like it's just like all over. You're like and that joker. I, yeah, and I, right? And I have the ones that stay, so, but I can't wear those all the times, because guys, you don't know this, but they, like, take all the moisture out of your lips, so then you're, like, okay. all, so you can't wear those all the time. Gotcha. So that's my, that was my night last night, it's just well, reminiscing it's a good back thing when I can wear natural beauty. Oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> true, though. Good call, good call nice, Tracy. Tracy. Nice. It's true, though. You really are. <laughs> Wait, when you say that your night last night was like reminiscing about lipstick, like I'm picturing <laughs> the guy from Billy Madison who Billy Madison calls. And he's like, I'm sorry. I was mean to you in high school. So he marks him off the list and he sits down and just starts putting the lipstick on over and over again. That's what I'm picturing with the reminiscing. Oh, I have a list. Night. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> it only has about two names on it right now um, because I'm turning into a lot nicer of a person. Um, I about about two years ago I started working on forgiveness. So wait, so two names. Made a lot of harder. Yes, two names, Tracy, and there's two of us. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't even think that. This is, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> well, how about them bears? Huh, heck of a team. Could go all the way next year. <laughs> so this week we are talking about another Rick Moranis and Steve Martin movie, but this one was very different. And Rick Moranis was very different in it compared to what we're used to seeing with Rick Moranis. Uh, and we're talking about Parenthood, which was directed by um, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Gosh, like I was going to say Robin Hood, and that's totally not the right thing. <laughs> but I knew it was an R and an H. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. This is what's funny is I used to watch this show quite a lot um, when I was younger, and then quite a lot. I found it again when I was in high school, and then I've watched it a couple times, like in my twenties and thirties. But I haven't watched it for a really long time. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why I just really liked this movie, and I think it's just because it's so odd, and I think it's because it talks about things that movies 
weren't really talking about like at this time. Like, yes, it's right. a comedy, but mm -hmm. it really it grabs a whole bunch of issues that almost like so many families are going through, but they weren't really putting in movies because like, right. and so I think I, I subconsciously, I just gravitated towards it because I felt like it was made for me, <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, cause it's just so odd. And it, and it actually talks about how odd we all are and how even the most perfect of families that seem so perfect on the outside are dealing, mm -hmm. you know, with these, with these things. Um, and, and I just loved it. I think also because my family, my mom's family, um, is so big. And we always came together for big mm -hmm. gatherings, all kids. Mm -hmm. And you would always say, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so got this on a report card. Oh, well, so-and-so did this in Shirley. Like, it was always this, like, back and forth. But we all, like, had super problems at home. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this was, this was like, the, the 90s version of the the instagram life and meaning you know on instagram you see everybody's perfect life right because that's what you put on instagram you don't put like the messy room or the all the stupid stuff that you did that day like you put the stuff that makes you look good and put this perfect perfect image of yourself out there and i feel like that's kind of what the family get-togethers were like like when everybody comes over to um helen i think is her name her house yeah. at the very beginning and everybody's just, you know, happy and everything. And then you're seeing behind the scenes later, all of the issues that each of these families are going through and struggling through. Uh, and I think that it's a good reminder that you don't, you don't know what everybody is going, everybody's going through something and you just right. don't know what they're going through. I mean, through. you kind of know what Helen's going through because it always happens in her front yard, it seems like. Like, she's the neighbor <laughs> and everybody yeah. else is, like, looking out the window, like, oh, did you see what happened at Helen's house again? Like, um, that's, I, that's I really, yeah, I love her character so much. I love her as an actress. Um, and mm -hmm. she hasn't been mm -hmm. in a ton, but in the 90s, she was in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, and I just really love her as an actress. But I love that before they go to the party at her house is one of my favorite scenes of Rick Moranis in the whole movie because she calls her sister, Helen calls her sister to, to borrow a platter. And she's like, hey, you know, my daughter got a 12 whatever on her SATs. I know I'm so proud. And then she's like, how's your daughter doing? And she's like, you know, she's just, she's really struggling and da, 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 da. And it cuts to Rick Moranis and you just see him like giving his kid like this, you know, you're really sliding in all of these things. And I mean, and if you want to go to mediocre mom, college, but you can yeah. do better. And then the mom <laughs> walks in and she's like, all we want is for you. Can you just give your dad the little extra try that he's looking for? And the camera turns to like a two-year-old. Yeah. She's yeah. like, she's like, okay, mommy. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, like, he's just deadpan serious. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like, oh, he's completely so, serious. He, it was just it's such a great scene. Like it's maybe <laughs> a minute. Like that whole scene's maybe a minute, and it gives you everything that you need to know about their family. Like yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love that introduction to their family for sure, because it, it they, they do it so well and time it so perfectly where they just switch to her. And you're like, she's not in high school or do your, no, she's just, she's not even in preschool. She still shifts her pants. Yeah. It's fine, you know. Well, I had never seen this film. Um, oh, interesting. It, it had somehow slipped past me and I had never seen it. And I'm with you, Val. Um, I thought this was always because I had seen like the picture of Steve Martin as, as the cowboy, as the balloon cowboy. Mm -hmm. Cowboy Gil. Yeah. 
And I had seen like little clips and stuff like that. So I thought that this was going to be like a hundred percent comedy. And I was not expecting some of the harder, heavier aspects. And I found myself being pulled in more and more because of that. I was like, and I'm with you being in the late eighties. I mean, they were talking about abortion and talking about um, drug use and stealing and gambling and, Porn. All these things that just weren't brought up. And it was, it was just really cool to get pulled in that way. And I was looking because I'm like, this script, I feel like I know who wrote this script. Like there was just something about it. And it, there were two co-writers and it was Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel, which I think is like one of the great name. names, right? Yeah, Mark, like that's just an awesome name. I'm Mark, name one of my birds, birds, Babalu. Mark Babalu <laughs> Mandel. And so here are some of the, the pieces that they've written. Um, Splash, oh. Parenthood, City Slickers, which okay. I adore, nice. okay. and A League of Their Own. Ah, Wow. And so yeah. I'm like, okay. Smart and funny. So, I mean, yeah. if you look at this movie, Parenthood, I'm going to leave City Slickers out of it for a minute because it, that does have similar things. But if you look at, at Parenthood and you look at A League of Their Own, it's a lot of grabbing things that aren't in the normal things that we should talk about in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. and then ha- putting them to comedy. So these are things that we should talk about, but we're also going to add a little bit of comedy there. And it's, and it fits like it meshes really well because a league of our own talks about things, you know, um, a lot of like relationships and what women should and shouldn't do and what mm-hmm. we expect from society and, you know, all those things. And, but then it adds in this great comedy, but also it makes you think, um, right, so those, right. Those are two really good examples of this. And I, I didn't realize after watching this movie, I've probably seen this movie in my lifetime, probably 30 times, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was directed by Ron Howard until I watched it this last time. Cause I'm sitting there and I'm actually, you know, paying attention to the things that we're going to talk about. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense because Ron Howard is really good at directing children. And there are a lot of children mm-hmm. yeah, in there this are. movie and these children are a huge part of how this movie flows. And there are mm-hmm. some great like child actor moments. Like if these kids weren't good at what they do in this movie, it wouldn't have worked. Like Steve Martin's right. oldest son. That's He's going amazing in this movie. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the little yeah. toddler that talks like a 40 year old. She's great as well, but he is, he's is, has to be so emotional and him yes. and Martin's, connection because Steve mm-hmm. Martin is a huge emotional bag in this movie as well. Like they're a mirror image of each other. He just doesn't see it until a little bit later on, you know? Um, but I just, this kid, he was amazing. Well, yeah, he was really, too, really good. That role could have gotten really annoying. It could have just been yeah. the whitey kid who just is a loser. And you really feel for that kid. He brought a lot to that, to that role. And that's really difficult. For kid actors, and I'm with you. I since I had never seen the film, I didn't know Ron Howard directed it, and I'm not a big Ron Howard fan. He's fine. He hasn't done a lot of memorable stuff for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! That's the first time I've gotten banned. That was great. Well, it, 
and it was appropriate. I mean, I'll be honest. I his I mean, films are fine. Sarah just, says Ron Howard hasn't done anything memorable. I mean, I you did say for say you, it, it again, which is fair for it. me. For me, yeah. he's just not one of my favorite directors. He's he's fine, but it's not. I don't seek out his movies, and I was really, really happily surprised by this film. Yeah. Well, and and it is it is so real to life. I think each of us in our families, we have people that we don't know everything that's going on with them. We think a certain way about them. We, you know, maybe judge them from the outside. Um, and I think everybody has people like these characters in their family that are going through a lot of the similar things that they're going through, or we've all gone through similar things in our lives at, at some point or another. And um, it was just nice to see people being real, even when they're talking about things like abortion or um, like when he comes home after he quit his job, Steve Martin, and he is just like in a bad mood and he's like, you know, yelling at the kids and he's upset because of course they destroyed a tape and all this other stuff. And he's just so frustrated. He's like, maybe we've got too many kids and you want to have another kid. Cause she lets him know, like, that's not probably the best time to let him know that she's pregnant, but, <laughs> but I get why it came in the argument when it did. And I, I totally understand. Um, and that's what made it so powerful. But like, I've been there in that moment when I have had just a rough go at it with work or whatever, my previous job, especially I had a lot of days like that where it was just really hard and I would come home and who do you take it out on, but your family and you feel like right. the biggest jerk when you've done it. But like, I, it was nice to see that portrayed in a movie because it's not always portrayed like that, but to still yeah. see that he's a good, decent dad because it, it's either portrayed like that. And then they're a horrible parent and they're a horrible person or they're like the perfect um, father and they never do anything like that. And so it was good to see, like, no, he was just a normal dad right. who's doing the best he could. And, and well, Ron this Howard. is. Oh, good. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to talk about Ron Howard. Are you sure you don't want to get yourself? Go, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Ron Howard set it up like the tone of the movie perfectly when you see the opening of the film and you see them leaving um, Steve Martin's family, leaving the football or the baseball game. And I think if you ever went to a baseball game with your family as a kid, like we had this, we had my mom, my dad, and we had three kids too, two girls, one boy, you know, and we were about those ages when I can remember, like we had one that my brother would not walk. Like you'd have to carry him. Cause he would just him and his big head. He would just like, I'm not going, you know, yeah. and then he would have me, the middle child. And then you had my sister and, and we'd be carrying all the things you'd have the, you know, the blow up things and all the treats that they bought that we didn't finish because we're not going to throw them away. Cause we paid, you know, eight bucks for the stupid cup and like all that stuff. And they're walking to the car through the parking lot and everything's just going everywhere, but they're not freaking out. They look tired, but he's still super fun with his kids. Yes. He's tired. Yes. It's been yeah. a long day. Yes. It triggered some memory with him and his dad. But he, they're trying to get the kids in the car. The car seat's not working. One kid's trying to sneak out, you know, all this stuff. But he's still like his daughter grabs onto his leg and he's walking around like, where is she? Where is she? And you're thinking he is such a great dad. Like he's so tired, yeah. so done. But he still has a minute. And then they both get in the car together. They look at each other. And then they're like, they breathe for a second. And then the kids start singing, you know, diarrhea songs, you know, which is <laughs> Like for an hour ride home, and he's not like shut up back there. Yeah, he's he's just and, yeah. And, I, and the looks just ties the into look what I was gonna them. say, Val. Yeah, um, this 
last week I, I mentioned when we did my blue heaven, that's not my favorite type of Steve Martin film because he is such a good actor. And sometimes we forget that. And he brings so much pathos to this role and he is super funny. Like mm -hmm. when his kid makes the catch at the end and he's like dancing around with one leg and he's waving his arm. Yeah. It's hilarious. But then when he's got a emote with his, with his son, who's mm -hmm. having these panic attacks and these anxiety issues and he's trying to walk him through it and it's going to be okay. And the therapist is here to help you. That's the Steve Martin that I love. And it was, and I was expecting more of the silly crazy. Um, so to see that kind of side of him brought out more, I thought was yeah. fantastic. He is a really underrated actor. Like yeah, he's I mean, not just a comedian. He he's an actor. Though, I'm pretty sure a lot of people really love him. Who's oh, underrating him? But I think, but I think people love him, him for his comedy. Funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not as much for his acting. I don't think he's as appreciated as an actor. Like, I think a lot of people like. really, really love Steve Martin. But if you ask them, they'd be like, oh yeah, he's really, really funny. I don't think they would say he's Liam a really knows. good actor. Yeah. Which, mm -hmm. I think is, which I think is really um, ironic because being a comedic actor yes. is sometimes a lot harder than Definitely. being like being a dramatic actor. And I'm not putting any acting down at all because I can't do it. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you know, you think that he would be good at any style because he has the comedy down. And comedy mm -hmm. timing is the hard, hardest timing. So if you can get comedy timing down, you should be able to do really anything. And so, yeah, I think people are a little bit backwards when they think that comedy is the easiest and doing something dramatic has right. got to be super hard, you know, but right. yeah, when, when he's playing the straight and narrow guy, which is, you know, what we were talking about last week, um, you know, he, he super shines because we don't expect it of him because of everything he usually does. And Rick Moranis and him in this movie yeah. being yeah. so opposite from each yes. other. There are so I love mm -hmm. this when they're all at his sister's house and he's explaining, Rick Moranis is explaining his daughter and he's like, what are you, you know, they're just sponges. They, they want to know everything. And he's like, are you saying that your daughter can learn things that I can't learn? And he puts <laughs> down these cards of like all these dots and he like asks her this ridiculous math math question. The square root of some <laughs> stupid number. And she's like seventy two yeah. or something like that. Seventeen thousand six hundred forty nine. Yeah, and the answer is seventy two or seventy four or something. And 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 Steve Martin's just like, like <laughs> my brain hurts, you know. And then his kid yeah. starts to eat the stickers, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but they're just dealing so uh -oh. with. Well, his Rick Moranis's wife wants to have a baby, and you think that they're all perfect at home. He has a plan, and you will stick to this plan. Yeah. She, she's trying to get pregnant without him knowing because she wants to be a little spontaneous. Where they they let everyone else think that they have a plan for everything, for food, for their kids, for relationships, right. and that makes it so much better. When at the end of the movie, he breaks down and goes to her classroom and just starts singing like a romantic fool. Yeah. Like that makes that moment just so much better. Well, he, I think one of the greatest things in this movie is the casting of Rick Moranis in this role, mm -hmm. because it is so different from anything that, that you typically think of him for, because he's usually the goofy, lovable guy. He is not lovable in this movie for the first 
80% of the movie until he comes in and he sings or 90% of the movie because he does have this plan and he is like, he's going to make his daughter the most exceptional person ever. And it's even at the cost of his own marriage. Like when they're talking about going to vacation in Mexico and she's like, Oh, we can leave her with Gil and his wife for a little while. And he's like, I don't really want to leave her. Why don't we just bring her with us? Okay. There's no way I'm ever offering to take any of our kids on vacation with my wife and I we're planning a trip in the near future for our anniversary and our kids are all staying home because that's the whole point. Well, yeah. And I do, that does really hurt a relationship sometimes. And she just, you could see in her face, she's like, yeah. and to me, I'm like, if she's super smart and you've really trained her to do all these things, it shouldn't matter what environment she's in. Like maybe yeah, she'll right. rub off on them, but you're so afraid that your kids are going to catch something from someone else's family, like some stupid that he thinks it's contagious. Yeah. Right. And and I was thinking he he was going to play more of the Gill role. I thought yeah. he was going to be more of what Steve Martin played. Um, kind of that lovable, goofy, but yet sensitive and sweet guy. And to have him be kind of a jerk and to be so heavy handed with his kid um, and is with his wife. And speaking of his wife, it was funny. I'm watching this last night. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is that so-and-so? Is that Keanu Reeves? Oh, my gosh, is that Joaquin yeah. Phoenix? And, yeah. But here's the weird one for you, and this is going to make no sense to you guys, but it floored me. I'm watching it, and I'm seeing Rick Moranis' wife, and I'm going, where do I know her from? I know her from something. And so I paused it and did a quick um, IMDb search. And when we were growing up, um, my mom loved the soap opera Santa Barbara. And would watch it all the time. And so I see that and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Santa Barbara. And I'm like, oh my God. He's fangirling. And it just flooded back. And I'm like, wow, of all the obscure things to know an actress from. Yeah. But that that growing up, mom loved that show and would watch it all the time. And so, you know. I'm, I'm like, okay, that's okay. That's where I recognize her from. But I'm with you, Jake. I think the casting is so strong. Everybody there, there isn't anybody weak in this film. No, there's really not. There's really not. And, and I loved speaking of Keanu Reeves. I mean, I felt like <laughs> listening to his character, this was like totally on a, an audition for maybe this came after Bill and Ted's Excellent <laughs> Adventure. That was the audition for this, but it was right. basically the same character except in a serious relationship, but like the same kind of like, Whoa, dude, that little dude <laughs> oh. is messed up. And like, okay. It was, <laughs> but he, I I really loved watching each of the families develop, but that family in particular, for whatever reason, and maybe it was because um, I grew up with my parents' divorce, I lived with my mom for a little while, and I saw how hard it was for her as a single mom, and it was it was tough. And so seeing that family kind of develop, um, it really hit me pretty hard. Like just watching how she kind of accepts that Todd uh, as it goes on, and um, like she realizes, okay her son's struggling with something and he's not going to want to talk to her about it because no, no teenage boy wants to talk to his mom about, you know, maturing and sex Mm -hmm. and pornography Mm -hmm. and whatever. And so she sends Todd in to talk to him and, and even the way Todd approaches it and he's like, yeah, you know, he needs a good male influence around better than what I had because my dad would flick cigarettes at my head and you start to understand who he is. Like, I just love seeing that family dynamic develop. Through the film. I, I love in a good screenplay, you get these little nuggets that give you so much information without yeah. having to, to go nuts with it. And totally. And that's another subject that 
that nobody really talks about is, is young men maturing and having, um, you know, that, that happened. And, (laughs) and it was funny because as soon as she pulled out the bag and the videos dropped on the, and it's back to the future. And I'm like, and she's relieved. I'm like, I worked in a a video store. (laughs) I worked in a video store. I know what's (laughs) well. And I love that she like, the video Paul falls out and it is clearly a, a, right. a title that's supposed to make you think that it is clearly pornographic, but she puts it in the VCR just to make sure. So, <laughs> so like, her grandma comes over. It's like, what? A little, yeah. She's a little bit of a different mom because like, she also goes through all of the pictures that her daughter and Keanu Reeves take together. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if I happen to go pick up pictures of that content of anyone that I knew, but especially my kid, I wouldn't be like, huh, huh. And like really going through that. I don't want to see that or even think about that, but she's going there. She's like, Ooh, I like this one. This one's for my wallet. This one's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. She definitely is. She definitely is a different kind of mom. But the thing is, is that I know there are moms like that out there. But she's dealing, she has to deal with all this stuff by herself. And I think that she's gotten past the point because she has raised her kids by herself because they do show um, Joaquin Phoenix's character calling his dad and he doesn't doesn't have anything to do with the family. So she is the mom and the dad. And I think she's just kind of to this point that like nothing really phases or shocks her. And even when she tries to be the parent that says, well, if you leave this house, you're not coming back. And then she goes chasing after a doll. Call me if you need me. Like I love (laughs) you. You know, like she still wants to be, she has to be both the good and the bad, you know, like whichever the good parent, bad parent, like back and forth. And I just think she's rad. Like she's just a rad lady. Yeah. She's a good actress. Yeah. Well, and, and I love, I love even that, like her daughter goes away and she's so ticked and she's like, you can never come back. But in the minute that she does, it's not a, I told you so moment or anything. It's a come, I'm going to hug you. Let's sit down. Let's have ice cream. Let's have French fries together. Like it is a a very loving and tender moment and it's right away. And it's that immediate. And I think as a parent, I I think a lot of parents feel that for their kids where it's like, yeah, Yeah. my kid's going to screw up, but I still love them. And the minute they come back, I'm ready to, to welcome them back. Yeah. yeah, there are some parents who are not like that, but I think there are a lot of parents who are. <laughs> well, and um, we see that too with with Steve Martin's dad, with yes. and, and his brother, and his brother comes to his dad and he's like, "Hey, I need three thousand dollars," and then later comes back and says, "I need twenty six thousand dollars, or these guys are going to kill me." And I thought for sure his dad, when when he offers him the job, and he says, "I'll pay your debts," um, and when his when his brother is like. You know, there's this great opportunity in Costa Rica. I thought the dad was going to lose it because yeah. we had learned so much about what he was like with Steve Martin's, you know, raising Steve Martin. I, I thought he was going to lose it and he was going to go off on the guy. And instead he just quietly is like, okay, he knows that this is what his son's going to do and there's nothing he can do about it. And I like the fact that the script doesn't make everything a happy ending and that they, they leave some of that rawness. They don't smooth everything down. Well, I think that also it's because he knows that his son is exactly like him. Like you learn at the beginning of the movie that his dad would leave Steve Martin at the game on his birthday, have an usher watch him and then go do whatever his big 
money making thing was at the time. But right. I I was gonna say because that dynamic between the dad, like, um, and then his wife, she's a very like she doesn't have a ton um to do in the movie, but you you definitely see that he does not treat his wife with respect. Mm-hmm. And he has three daughters, right? He's got these these daughters, because right, I think he's got two two daughters, two daughters. and two and two sons. Yeah. Because so Rick Moranis' wife is one of the daughters, then Helen's yeah. one of the daughters. Yes. And then Steve and Martin. Then Steve Martin and, sorry, yeah. So he's got two daughters. Both of those um daughters don't have healthy relationships yeah. with their husbands because he treats his wife. He never gave a good example of that. The only one that really, and I'm not saying they treat him bad. Like, well, one, the one that's divorced, obviously her ex-husband is a jerk. Like we don't even mm-hmm. like really see him. He's a jerk. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Rick Moranis's wife, like that's an unhealthy relationship because she just kind of goes along with whatever right. Rick Moranis does. Like when she brings the food over to the, to the dinner and says, Oh yeah, he got us into this new eating habit. And I just have gone along with it and I just love it. Oh, and he just wants to have one baby and that's our plan. And he just wants us to be this. And that's our plan. Like, but secretly she's trying to live a different life, but yeah, when she's, you see, she's when hidden you see, hostess cupcakes. Yeah. Punching holes in a diaphragm and yeah. like, yeah. But when you see <laughs> the dynamic between the the mom and the dad of everyone, you see that he just totally dismisses her and her, yeah. her quiet performance of when she really tries because she tries every day. Like she goes out and he's showing his son, his car and he's like, Hey, you're, you know, so-and-so's done, you know, eating lunch. And the dad's just like, okay, well, you know, some stupid sarcastic remark. And she's like, well, I thought you guys could take him somewhere. Well, neither of them are interested in this boy. They're interested right. in their fake relationship. Cause I think their relationship is very fake. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. And and she's just like sad. Like this little boy is going to turn out just like the two of you because they're, they're You're lying to, to each it. other. They're, they're lying to each other. You know, yeah. he thinks that this son is the best son when he's got this other son right in front of him that he totally treats like crap, but the one that treats him like crap, he treats like gold. So that's just right. that. Yeah. Well, such it, an interesting dynamic in a story. And the way that they portray that relationship between the father and really all of the kids, like you were pointing out with the daughters and, and even with Steve Martin's character, you can see why he is such a worrier about everything going wrong because the hints that you get about the relationship when he was a kid that's why he thinks everything's going to go wrong. And he's always worried about everything going wrong because everything always did go wrong in his dad's eyes. And he knows that he can't live up to that. And that's really caused him to be very neurotic. I love, I love the scene when he's talking about his son being so neurotic because they're looking for the retainer. He's like, I just don't know where he gets it from. As he's sitting there washing his hands in this water spigot, that's just outside of the pizzeria. And, and his wife's like, really? You don't know where it comes from? Of course the drive home. From the oh. pizza place. <laughs> when the police officer says, so uh, what happened here? <laughs> He's like, you want to tell him? <laughs> so that you're, was hilarious. You're, you're tense? <laughs> Maybe there's something I can do for that. I mean, good for her. And he's yeah. just, he, needs to, he needs to get over it. But the, their uh, relationship. He's lucky. <laughs> He's yeah. lucky to have her. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, I loved their relationship because the way that the, these two actors played 
their marriage. There were times where there wasn't anything said, but the looks that they would give each other communicated everything. And it's like when they're driving home from the baseball game and they just give each other that exhausted look. I have given my wife that look probably a hundred times yesterday. Like where it's just like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, they're playing that game again, or they're singing that song again, but you just do it because, and you just deal with it or, and they give each other a similar look at the end of the movie when their kids up on the stage and destroying this play because the dwarves are picking on his sister. And so he's up there and ruining the whole play. And they just give each other that look like, well, what are you going to do? And there's so much that's communicated between the two of them just with looks. And I think it's really well done. She's a really good actress. Yeah. I I love Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, they did. I love it when they're um, like after the game and everything settled down, like they go in to make out and he's like, Oh, I, I've already done this move. Cause like, it's, it's like this, they do it the same. Oh yeah. I was already there. Okay. Let's go. You know, oh, that was great. But my, one of my favorite scenes is when he's coaching baseball, because if you're a parent, you always worry about your kids. Like you'll be smiling outwardly as you're doing something with them. You're watching, you know, a recital. I used to coach soccer with Sammy and all that stuff. And you're like, okay, so if I push him too hard at this, is it going to make them do this? Or if I don't push them hard enough, is it? And you're always thinking like, what are my actions going to do mm-hmm. to my kid, right? That's as a parent, you're always thinking about that. And I just love it so much where he goes to these two just extremes where, okay, yes. if, if he really loves that I'm helping him at baseball, he's going to be, you know, valedictorian at his college and he's going to be thanking me as he graduates. Mm-hmm. And then he screams out, why don't you make me do first base? And everything just and then he's like, then he's the shooter in the bell tower at the college instead that, of the valedictorian. That's so true. Like we that, think about but, these things. But to me, that was the one scene where I was like, ooh, that hasn't aged real well. Like everything else yeah. felt like I'm just like, I get it, but they probably wouldn't seen do it through today's eyes. I was like, Yeah. It's a and I can see back that. then that was the extreme. That was like yeah, that's that so crazy that would never happen. And now it's like it's happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but, but I get the, the thought behind it, but yeah, yeah that scene to me, I was just like, Ooh. but and it's, and it's interesting. I really wanted to talk to you guys about this because not having kids. I mean, I have a cat, um, but it's not nearly the same um, by any stretch. I will fully admit that, but I will say he is officially a young man. Now he's no longer a kitten. He had his bad <laughs> day yesterday. And the vet said he's now a young adult. So, you know, they grow up so fast. But I really wanted to hear. (laughs) (laughs) But I really wanted to hear from you guys, like how this affected you emotionally and and how you related related to this. So this has been a really fun conversation so far. Well, I think, Tracy, that you I see pictures of you on your social media and you're a very attentive uncle. Um, and I, and I think that you, you do know, because I'm sure you've had the same thoughts about your, you know, nieces and nephews is that, you know, what if I don't spend this time with them? What if I don't call them? What if I accidentally forgot this or, you know, I'm so tired, but I know they've got this appointment that I've been invited to. I really need to go because, so you've had all the same thoughts, you know, and, and I think that all, as you can see in this movie, is that every child's relationship is just as important as their parents, right? 
their teachers, yeah. their yeah. teacher relationship with them, their aunts and uncles. And we all had, well, most of us have that uncle. Like, as I look at that uncle, I'm like, I have that uncle that would come and go and always have the schemes. And we loved him, right? We still mm -hmm. love him. But like, I think we all have the uncle that was, in, or aunt that's really attentive. And we all have the crazy aunt or uncle that's a little bit crazy, but they're all seriously important in your kid's life. And sometimes, especially when you've got someone that's growing up with one parent, those other relationships are even more important. You know, I yeah, can't yeah. tell you how glad I am that my sister and my daughter have such a good relationship with each other because my kid, she's as much as I love her and we have a really good relationship. She's not going to tell me everything, but you know who she right. will tell most things to my sister, you know? Yep. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. as you know, yeah, you may not have your own kids, but you have kids that you're responsible for whether you like it or not. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you didn't ask for it. You didn't have the conversation, but there. <laughs> Part of the gig so, of being a human, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me there, were a couple of scenes that really um, struck me um, mm -hmm. was was that baseball scene um, where he's got the two extremes. Because I think as a as a parent, I'm always thinking about that with my kids. Like we we have made, and I think every parent goes through this. We have made choices every step of the way with our kids that we know is going to affect everything down the road for them. And did we make the right choices? Are they going to resent us later? We don't know, but you've got to make those choices and it's really hard. Um, and and I, the part of the scene that really hit me was when he's watching his son as a valedictorian and then he's like, I just want to thank my dad and everybody gives him a standing ovation for being such a great dad. There are no standing ovations for being a parent. There are little quiet moments and victories and you see your kids accomplish things, but nobody's going to give you a standing ovation at any point for being a parent. But I think each of us at some point fantasize about we've done such a great job and people are going to recognize that. But the reality is it just doesn't happen. Um, but the other, the other moment that really hit me was when he's having the conversation with his dad and he's like, there's no end zone. There's no end to this. Like, I'm 63 years old and my youngest is 26 and I'm still worried about him. It doesn't stop. And I think I've realized that when I, when we started having kids um, and we had, uh, you know, when they were outnumbering us and <laughs> it started getting crazy, we would talk about, well, at least they'll all be out of the house in some form or fashion when we're like in our mid to late fifties. And so we'll still be able to live it up. Well, but I've time. come to the realization <laughs> I'm never going to stop worrying about my kids and if they're okay. And yeah. I think that's a very powerful thing to realize there's no end there. Like when you, and I, and I think as an uncle, I think as a, as a parent, whatever the case is, when you have these people in your lives, you don't stop just because they're grownups. Like, and I, and I think about that all the time. What really brought it into focus for us was when, um, our daughter was diagnosed with, with type one diabetes. I thought, what are we going to do when she goes to college and she moves out and she's on her own and she's with roommates. Like, I think I'm going to sleep less at that point than I did the <laughs> first few weeks when we were constantly watching her blood sugar because we were trying to adjust to it and get used to it. Um, right, right. You just don't stop. And, and that moment is really powerful to me because his dad, I think is now realizing, and I think Steve Martin realized how much his dad actually cared about all of them, even though, I think he felt like he didn't really ever, ever have a good relationship with his dad, but those were some of the moments that as a parent stood out to me. But I think by and large, this film 
depicts family life pretty realistically. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, I agree. I really love the buckets on the head scene, though. Like, I feel like that was, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we all hit a moment in our lives over the last year where we felt like that. We felt uh -huh. like we just put a bucket on our head and ram into the wall. Like this is That's our day. That's all you can do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what yeah, a I, like that is, it was, I love that scene. I've always remember that scene. It was so great. It was probably an accident, but it's fantastic. Yeah. It was probably just the kid getting bored on set and putting a bucket on his head. Well, <laughs> and if it, if it was the way that, that Mary Steenberger like improvised the line, then when she's like, yeah, he used to just butt his head into walls. And so like, that's why we put a bucket on there. Like that. It was just like a door. If, if that was in the moment, it was genius because it's so true. It's like, I know it looks weird for him to bang his bucket into the wall, but it was better than him banging his head into the wall. So this is what we're dealing with. <laughs> You like, do as a parent, like you yeah. improvise, and I just I well, love. You're not going to find a football so helmet that's going to fit the kids, so yeah, a bucket makes sense. I I love her as a parent so much because, like you 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 see the parent like Steve Martin a lot, where they're so worried about what other kids are going to think about their kid or what other adults are going to think about their kids. So you need to keep it together because we don't want people thinking this or that or the other. And mm -hmm. she literally just lets her kids be who they are. Um, and then like, she figures out how to do things around it. And I think there definitely is a happy medium when you're a parent, because you don't, you don't want them to just be like, okay, do whatever you want. You do want to teach them things, but she's like, you know what? One of my kids has an anxiety problem and we're going to deal with it with however we need to deal with it. You know, I'm not going to freak out about it. This is what we have. One of our kids right now, he is a genius and he just likes to smash his head up against the wall. Cause honestly, <laughs> that's genius. That's actually genius behavior. Cause they're bored. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and then, you know, you've got the daughter. She's just hilarious because she's kind of the quiet one. But I love it when Steve Martin's like, well, do you, do you need to throw up? Okay. I'm like, no, that wasn't, yeah. I wasn't saying to do it right now. I was asking you, do you need to? I, uh, I love that moment. Thanks, because Dad. I'm the same way as Steve Martin. Like, I freeze. If my kids throw up, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And I think my wife is just like her in that why are you just standing there? Like, do something. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm covered, I am in, covered in vomit. Like, what am I supposed to do right now? And I love it because she is his exact opposite. She is calm and she tries to look for, okay, this is the problem with the situation right now. So what do we do? You know what? This kid's probably going to be knocking his head on this wall for at least, you know, another three months. Let's put a bucket on it. Cause there, I could sit here and stress about it and get angry. Cause you've seen those parents where they get angry every time their kid does something yeah. that you've told them not to do a hundred times. Well, instead of just let them work it out, you know, so here's a bucket. If you're going to knock your head against the wall, you've got to protect yourself, you know, get it out of here. He's going to get bored. He's going to find something else to do. Right. Um, but Steve Martin's like, he, one, he needs to find a blame for what's going on. Like he needs to find out why. And he does, mm -hmm. you know, and then, then he stresses right. out about it. Um, such a complex character. And I know it's Rick Moranis month, but like this movie with Steve Martin is, his character is so complex and so amazing. Um, but my, yeah. my ultimate favorite scene of the movie, and I think this is why I watch this movie so much is because there is such a romantic part of the movie when Rick Moranis goes to her school and he sings to her in front of 
her students and they have that moment of why they fell in love with each other. And for me, I was just like, I want somebody to do that for me when I grow up. Like, I just thought that was so neat. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, Warm he up those figured it out. Cords, Dave. Like <laughs> he's, he's figured it out. Like he's like, okay, I can't control everything. He's still probably going to be who he is. It's not a happy ending, but he realized, you know what? I need, I need to, loosen the reins a little bit. And I just, that moment I thought was really great because he went out of his comfort zone to really show her that he didn't forget about them, you know? Well, and the thing that's great about that scene too, is that he's slightly off key. And <laughs> I love that it's not because typically slightly. when somebody sings in a movie, it's right. perfect. And to have him in there singing off key and not caring and, and 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 just because he's so focused on what he wants to achieve with this, it doesn't matter. And I I was just I was so happy with that because you know that ninety five I don't know if he can sing at all, but you know right. that like ninety five ninety six percent of actors can sing, they can dance, they can do all these things, and to have him yeah. not have this perfect pitch and to be yeah. awkward and yet charming, and I was like. This this is probably my favorite Rick Moranis role that I've seen him in. Like wow. I've always liked him, I've always respected him, but well, he and you know, really brought it in this film. She's the hottest teacher in that school. Like every oh, kid in her class is like 100%. totally daydreaming about her, and then her little Rick Moranis husband walks in, you right? know, and it's such a uh -huh. juxtaposition. And I that, yeah. I love it so much. I love it so much. I I feel like that's the moment in the film because really. I think the typical traditional who we like Rick Moranis is buried in the role that he's in. And he yes. does such a great job in his performance. It's yeah. almost like that's the, you know, in, in hook where the kids like smashing up Robin Williams face. He's like, Oh, there you are. There Peter. You are. Like, that's the moment where it's like, Oh, there you are, Rick. There, there's the, that's who we wanted to see the goofy guy singing to his wife. Like I loved it too. And it was so great. And, and I love the very end scene where you've got somebody having a baby and they don't show you who it is right away, but, yeah. but you see that like, yeah, the daughters the had a baby. You there. see that, um, Rick and, and his Martha wife Plimpton. are pregnant. You can see, um, like all of that playing out and it's just, and then you see that it's, it's Helen and she's gotten remarried to the, the biology teacher. And <laughs> like and that guy, by the way, I know he doesn't have a huge role in the movie, but the fact that his first date with her and she invites him in, and that's when there's a scream fest between her daughter and her new husband. And then, you know, Gary's running after him and all this other stuff. The fact that there was even a second date after that, that guy deserves a medal and not just that, but like when you see him looking at his daughter in the, in the nursery and he's got his hands on Gary's shoulders and he kisses him on top of the head. And it's like, seriously, step parents like that deserve just a ton of credit. I mean, to come oh, into yeah. a family like that totally. and just own yeah. it like that seems like a decent guy. So yeah, small uh -huh. character, very, very small role, so. but, but very powerful imagery. So, yeah. So we're kind of at that point. What do we want to give this movie for a grade? Val, we'll start with you today. I am giving this movie an A. Wow. I verified air. Yeah. I think um, Ron Howard did a great job. Um, <laughs> really, um, I think the casting is 
fantastic. I, I, they really thought about who would fit these parts. I think the writing was amazing. The way that they got the kids to really be, they're not just side characters, but it's also not a kid's movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like usually when mm -hmm. you see kid acting, you see a kid's movie. This is, this is a mature movie. I wouldn't say an adult movie. I would say it's a mature movie right, right, um, yeah. for like teenagers and up. Um, and the way that he got these kids to shine and really be a part of the ensemble, they're all actors to me in my mind. They all did fantastic. I think tackling um, all of the subject matter at the time that they did um, and having such great relatable scenes that you looked at and you're like, oh yeah, exactly. Like the birthday scene, you know, you're just a parent trying to make your kid's birthday like the best. I remember putting on costumes, singing and dancing, doing whatever like you need to do so that your kid is the cool kid at the party and people, you know, like I just, I, they thought about all of these different experiences um, and they executed them well. And it's got such a great mixture of comedy and drama and realness. And obviously you guys know I've seen this movie a lot. No, I don't watch it every day, but I, I will watch it again and I would recommend it to anyone. Awesome. All right, Tracy, as a first time viewer, what do you think? What grade would you um, give this film? I am I am right in the 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 A minus tripping into the A. It is so close to getting into the A for me. It's it's it could have used a little trimming, but it's minor quibbles. I think the screenplay is exceptional. I think it's heartfelt. I have to thank Valerie for suggesting this film. I am I'm I'm kicking myself that I hadn't seen it before now. Um, the acting is phenomenal. It was so fun to see like Martha Plimpton. I'm like, oh my gosh, she was in the Goonies and to see Keanu Reeves and then Joaquin Phoenix. And I'm like, man, there is a lot of talent in this film. And I love the mixture of the pathos with the humor and with the silliness. And um, it, it really, this one's going to linger with me. I really enjoyed this one. So I'm, I'm right there. I am so close. I don't know if I could, cause there's like a few minor quibbles, but boy, the positives were so good that I'm going to be, yeah, right on the A minus A range. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this is a solid uh, A for me as well. I mean, it's just, it's hard for me going back through the movie to find something that I would say is a mistake or I didn't like, right. or they did wrong or like they cast it perfectly. I think it was directed really well. It tells the story so well. And the, I think the reason why it's so timeless is because it doesn't deal with current issues. It deals with relationships and relationships really and families don't change over time. The same issues you have with relationships back in the late eighties are the same issues that people are having in family relationships today. Um, right. And it also underlines, but it underlines the love that families have for each other. And I think that that's beautiful as well. So I think it's a great movie. Everybody should watch it. If you've never we seen all it before. We gave it an A of some sort. I know. <laughs> when was the last time this, that happened? I don't know. It's been a while. I, I was going to say the only time that we were so in agreement, I mean, we're usually in pretty good agreement, but um, when we discussed the film that shall not be named, and we all hated yeah. it and we had the adverse yeah, we reaction. Gave it, we gave it like the opposite of A. So. <laughs> right. But yeah, to be all in the A range, that's awesome. And, yeah. and and again, I want to thank Val for introducing me to this. If you haven't seen this film or if you haven't seen it in a while, it holds up very, very well and is definitely And it's worth streaming in a lot of places. Um, yeah. 
And if yeah, you don't is. like, I know that if you don't want to pay for it, there is a version of it that's streaming that you just have to watch like a commercial every 45 minutes or something like yeah, that. It is right. a, it is a two and just over a two hour movie, which I didn't realize yeah. before. Um, but it doesn't really feel like that to me. So mm -hmm. I never yeah. would have thought that. So. Yep. And then uh, next week we are wrapping up Rick Moranis February with Spaceballs, which is again a very different film. So we have picked three very different Rick Moranis films for you mm -hmm. to go check out. And he plays very different roles in all three of them. This is going to be probably the silliest movie that we've talked about so far. Like of all the episodes so. that we've done, you know, this yeah, is probably the silliest. I don't know we'll what we've done. It, we'll top it with the worst and silliest when we talk about rubber. But yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Val keeps threatening that she's going to put rubber on the schedule. I'm for down. Us. I am. It's I am ready schedule. to put rubber. I have typed it in. It is on I, the schedule. It is on. It's in a word document. It is. <laughs> oh, there. Oh man. All right. Something to look forward to in March, folks. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on all the social medias uh, on Twitter. We are at movies, make us everywhere else. We are at movies that make us. Uh, you can send us an email at podcast at movies that make us.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you do that and then mark the bell. So you get notifications when we have new videos that come up uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating or review that helps others find us. And we always appreciate that. We've, we've had some real nice feedback the, the last couple of days. We got quite a bit for uh, My Blue Heaven. We got yep. um, some really nice feedback on, on what we're doing. And, and that's great to know because sometimes you're like, are, are we are we affecting people? Is are anybody we, I mean, out there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello? Is this thing on? So it's always nice to know that it is. Um, so we always we always appreciate the feedback. So we're coming up on our hundredth episode. So we would like yeah. to know what you, what you think about us. That's yeah. coming up guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited. I mean, we'd like to know what you think about us. We are not going to change, <laughs> but we'd like to at least know. Just I mean, not really. Cause we should anyway, we say nice <laughs> but you guys, we, we do appreciate those that listen and, and comment and 100%. Uh, we, we always like that. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, until next time, drive safe. And we won't see you at the movies. <laughs>